We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gut Reaction episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast, and I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, rain, sleet, snow, winds, losses, embarrassment, triumph. He's here no matter what the end result is, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, the Broncos made it 16 in a row tonight. Uh, what were your takeaways? What's your gut reaction? What <laughs> does it mean? It doesn't, in the grand scheme of th- things, it doesn't mean any more than one in four meant. You know, the season's been over, but um, I've been defending Russell Wilson the entire season. I've been saying that he's not been the problem. I mean, people can say he's been a problem, but he hasn't been the problem. I can unequivocally say tonight that he was the problem with the Denver Broncos, specifically the Broncos offense. My hat's off, not literally, though, to Vance Joseph. I think he put together a solid game plan. Uh, He had his players ready to go. They held the Chiefs over and over in the red zone. I think they only surrendered one touchdown. I know Kansas City treated the Broncos like a glorified walkthrough. Uh, They took them completely uh, non-seriously from the opening whistle. I do give the defense credit, but the play calling, the quarterbacking, the execution, the offensive line, it took me right back into 2022. And uh, for my money, Sean Payton was no better than Nathaniel Hackett tonight. Not good, man. And I think a big part of this, unfortunately, is we've seen we're we're watching Russell Wilson hit the wall. And hey, it's one thing, Zach, to say, oh, you know, the team's one and three, the way the first four weeks shook out and go, hey, Russell Wilson's not the problem. And then you go a couple more games, you go, wait a minute, he's problematic. Bottom line is he might not have been the problem. He's far from the solution, and tonight was bad enough. I mean, on the heels, Zach, of his not-so-good game uh, last week against the Jets, tonight was bad enough that Sean Payton, if he is of a mind to, has every excuse he would need to contemplate and then execute a quarterback change. Is there any way it happens? 
I mean, I look at that the same way I look at the Broncos changing defensive coordinators. If they do, it would be a big admission of failure on Sean Payton's part. He was hired to fix Russell Wilson and it looked like he was making progress in that department, but that progress has been completely undone the last two weeks. I'm not sure what's really going on. Um, I don't know how playing Jarrett Stidham would avail Denver. I, I think it would only delay the inevitable, which is a losing season and a high draft pick. At this point, though, Sean Payton has fixed his star to Russell Wilson's wagon. You made that bed, and you have to lie in it now. I don't know, man. It was pretty god-awful when you're whatever it was, top of the fourth quarter, a few minutes in, and you've got 50-something yards passing on the day, terrified to throw the ball. And then out of the blue, Zachy does start throwing the ball. Surprise, surprise, they move the chains. They get a little help from a timely penalty but and a great catch by Cortland Sutton. And uh, we'll get to it, guys. Lots to get to. Super chat stacking up. We're going to dive right into the chat. Uh, but first, we got to remind you guys, we're sitting here on uh, the evening of October 12th, 10 days from now. We're going to be at the stadium with many of you. We want to see as many of you as possible for the MHH meet and greet. It's going to be out there in lot E in the tailgate. Look for the big blue tent. Look for the, that says mile high huddle, hashtag state of being. You'll see the flags. And uh, if you want to hang out long enough to go to the game, listen up. You got to capitalize on Ticketmaster because it is more fun to be there live, even when the Denver Broncos lose. So when you need those tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL. Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze, and you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep that beautiful orange and blue. So find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Broncos. And we want to see you there October 22nd, week seven, Broncos, Packers, EJ. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Thank you for the very generous super chat and everybody's patience. Let's get in and see what, what the temperature of the chat is tonight, Zach. EJ says, I'd like to say the defense fought intensely, but can't. Granted, the offense made the defense look like warriors. A petition should go out tomorrow to change the team name to the Washington Generals, the laughing stock we have become. Yeah, it's brutal, man. It's it, We're back to the whole uh, little Dutch boy. You know, you, you, you plug one league, Zach, another one springs open. I mean, the story never ends. That's... Uh, why? What? Why does the story never end? Why is it always there's just no matter what back right tire has a flat, Zach, you fix it, you get back on the road and then the front driver's side flat. You're going, what that you can't get anywhere. Uh, I don't know that there's really that much of a rational explanation. It's still, Zach, a, I think a, a culture thing, a soul thing. And I honestly, I the, the comments about, oh, Sean Payton sucks or he's no better than Hackett and all that. I get the reaction. I get the emotion. I'm still down for Sean Payton. And I said this on Twitter, guys, if, you, if you've been following this week, that Zach, and then I'm serving this back to you, if that anything, it's that I, I vastly overestimated. I'm going to take, take, take a, a fall on the sword, so to speak. Admit it here. I vastly overestimated the caliber and quality and depth of talent the Broncos had that Sean Payton was taking command of. And I think that's a big part of it, the Vance Joseph thing. I'm going to give him his props for tonight, though. Called a great game. Broncos played very well defensively. I mean, I don't even know what to say as to why it keeps happening. I mean, we've been bemoaning the fact the Broncos can't play complimentary football, and usually it's been the offense carrying the defense, but now tonight it was the defense carrying the offense. They just, they, they just, Broncos country can't have nice things. If there ever was a game, though, to beat Kansas City, I believe it was tonight. You played a great game on defense. Uh, the Chiefs were running trick plays and getting too cute. They were committing penalties, dropping passes. This was your opportunity to strike. Unfortunately, the offense and Sean Payton came up really small. Just the way that first possession ended, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. Naj, brother, thank you for the generosity, my friend. Can't wait to see you in 10 days, brother. He says, hey, bros, so proud of the effort of these guys. The running backs, the defense played their butts off. That timeout Peyton took before the half, giving the ball to the Chiefs, is mind-boggling. Russ played terribly, but the play calling didn't help. That's hard to say on the play calling, dude. Tell you, I go back and watch some of the tape and stuff and see some of the coverage. Uh, but yeah, it was just you. You finally, Zach, get a moderately inspired defensive performance where guys are playing with intensity, pride. They're flying to the ball. They're taking it away. They're putting pressure on Mahomes. You get that. And then you can't get anything out of your offense. It's like, here we go again. We've been here before. Yeah, it's the same thing as it's. I, you know, I I chopped it up with uh, the Chiefs uh, correspondent for uh, Sports Illustrated, and he uh, asked me a question as to how I saw the game going. I said I feel like it's going to go like the last fifteen matchups before this, 
with the Chiefs emerging victorious. They just had they have the Broncos number, and you it's like facing the Patriots in the dynasty days. You have to play a perfect brand of football on both sides, offense yep. and defense, to take down the uh the king. And the Broncos, at least in one department, offense just fell way short. That margin of error, you're right, against elite teams, truly elite teams, that margin of error is razor thin, which is why, okay, you opt to go for it on fourth down with the ball on the KC 38. You probably, uh, well, technically, uh, yeah, the ball on the KC 38. You might have been able to come up with something. You might have been able to attempt a field goal. You go for it, and Russ takes a sack, dude. Takes a sack on fourth down. It's like, what world are we living in here? But Naj, dude, keep your chin up. We're going to uh, endure this together. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, at the stadium. Can't wait to see you, bro. Can't wait to see so many of you. Uh, BK, thank you for the super. With the first pick of the 2024 NFL Draft, the Broncos select. Zach, they're angling. They're honestly angling for striking distance of that number one overall pick. Again, you look at this schedule. It's, it's depressing. Uh, but you look at this schedule, it's hard to see another win unless, unless all of a sudden the offense just pulls its head out. And what we saw from this defense tonight is now the status quo. They ironed out the kinks. They figured things out. But even then, you're now one in five. I mean, you, you would have to only lose, what, maybe two of your remaining games to even have a shot at this. It's, it's, it's in the best interest of the team now, really. To not necessarily tank Zach, but go, all right, well, we gave it uh, a, a swing. Let's get our young guys some reps and let the chips fall. Is it tanking, tanking? You could, you could argue it. You could split hairs, but that means sit Russ down, see what you got in Jarrett Stidham. That means, you know, all the veterans that have kind of worn out their welcome, Kareem Jackson, maybe not Justin Simmons, but you get my drift. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say they're outright tanking, but I got the impression that Sean Payton is not necessarily busting his ass to win. Did you catch him smiling on multiple occasions while he was calling plays? I, it just struck me as a very casual uh, kind of persona uh, to get across. Also, the fullback dives, the the lack of a, a imagination, you know, playing in a phone booth, never taking shots down the field. It didn't seem like it really mattered because it doesn't for Sean Payton. This season, this game, it's immaterial. He's on scholarship. He's on honeymoon. He has the coldest seat in the building. But in terms of the draft pick, as of, uh, you know, after week five, they were picking third overall. So if Broncos fans want to have a top five pick, you got to hope Chicago starts losing, Carolina starts losing, and the Broncos keep losing. But to answer the question, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, best available quarterback, it's got to be. Gary, brother, can't wait to see you as well in uh, 10 days. He says, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. I know, brother, I know. Uh, again, we'll get through this together and we'll try to make sense of it. This is the gut reaction, though. This is the forum for you, for us, to share our off-the-cuff reactions, our, our emotions, you know, work our hormones out, as it were. So get it off your chest. We're here to help you exercise the demons. Jess, thank you, buddy. He says, that catch was 2019 Sutton. Get him the ball. You know, on this topic, Zach, again, it's like there are clear signs of of progress and, and steps forward uh, that just get wiped out of all meaningful context by how bad some other aspect of the team goes on a given day. For example, Cortland Sutton now has four touchdowns this season, totaling the same number 
from 21 and 22 combined. You know, but hey, who's going to be celebrating that, Zach, when you just stacked your fifth loss of the season? Or where are we? Yeah, fifth loss of the season. I mean, get him the ball for what, though? I understand the sentiment. Great catch by Cortland. Good to see him actually fight for a pass and, and make a tough catch um, in traffic. But what's the point? You know, unless you want to up his trade value, which definitely could be the case. I mean, these individual stats and even the individual games at this point with the Broncos being one in five, it just doesn't matter. That's the cold reality. It does not matter. Dropped one on the previous possession uh, that helped kill the drive for what it's worth, Sutton. So he giveth and he taketh. Jordan Lewis, what's up, brother? He's giveth-ing tonight. Thank you, buddy. He says, guys, makes me sick to my stomach. We've lost 16 straight to the Chiefs. I wish we could have one game where offense and defense both put it on together. Really wanted this dub for Simmons. Yeah, I know, dude. Simmons, and, and in fact, the image I used for the thumbnail uh, of tonight's live stream, you can see a little – a little moment shared between Simmons and, and Mahomes where one they're both talking smack, but you can see Mahomes looking back at uh, Simmons and, uh, you know, running his mouth, so to speak. And of course he gets the last laugh once again, would have been nice. I agree. Justin on Facebook. Thank you, buddy. He says, Russ under a hundred yards passing uh, 47 better balls. McGlinchey. Batted, I'm assuming batted. Yeah. Batted balls. McGlinchey is trash. Where's Mims? That's a great question. That's something that that Sean Payton really does need to answer for tonight. Where is Marvin Mims? For what it's worth, Russell Wilson finished 13 of 22, 95 yards and a touchdown with two interceptions and a QB rating, Zach, of, this is Tebow-esque, 46.6. Chris, brother, love you, seriously. Much love and respect. Very, very generous. Usually his gut reaction um, – Super chats are symbolic of the Broncos score. Oh, Scott's giving me a message here. Uh, this one, very generous. Hashtag, he says, keeping the lights on, state of being. Click those little thumbs up. Uh, Chris, are we going to see you? Are you going to be able to make this trip? I know it's not always easy for the great members of Broncos country that do live out of market, but if you can make the trip, bro, it would be so good to see you and catch up. Uh, love you, big dog. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, Gina Cooper. In the house, thank you so much, Gina, one of the great ladies of MHH showing out. She says, well, heck, all I can think of is that clip from the movie Waterboy. Oh, no, we suck again. I know, I know. There's so many uh, appropriate memes to describe how it feels right now, Zach. And here's the, here's the second one from Chris. The Chiefs treated this game, and this is, of course, the symbolic one. Like a glorified practice, testing all their fancy plays to see what works or not. Disrespected, rightfully so. That's the problem, Zach. That's the bottom line. Rightfully so. The Broncos have made themselves that easy uh, guinea pig for the best teams of the NFL to try some of the weird stuff. You could argue that the Chiefs played their sloppiest, worst game of the season. They still won by two possessions. I mean, if you, I, I don't know what more evidence y'all need to corroborate the fact that the Broncos need to blow it up and get that over with already. You know, rip the Band-Aid off. They're talking about trading Jerry Judy. They're talking about trading Frank Clark. They already traded uh, Randy Gregory. You have people like Ronnie Perkins playing significant snaps on defense. I mean, the tank, I think, is already in. And at this point, they need to just accept that fate. Today was, you know how I've been telling you guys that I've been keeping one like fraction of my football soul open to the possibility of Russ finding a way, turning it around, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he he makes good on all the promises. He makes good on all that potential. 
And tonight that officially Zach for me died. I can't honestly sit up here on the mic anymore and say to you guys that he's fixable. That if you can't get it right, Russell Wilson with Sean Payton as your head coach, play caller, and uh, offensive guru, you're not going to get right. Real quick, guys, listen, you got to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. I don't know about you guys tonight. I definitely worked up a bit of an appetite watching this one. Uh, and Little Caesars, as always, hits the spot. It happens to be a personal favorite of this family. Casa Jensen, it's a it's a regular, it's a favorite. Theo loves the cheese. So order online during our pizza pizza pregame, one hour before, three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. You choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or, Zach, pick the toppings you crave either way you win. Yeah, I can't say the Broncos bring me happiness, but I know Little Caesars does, and I'm with Theo, Chad. I, I prefer, uh, I'm a cheese man myself. Uh, the Broncos haven't done much winning, but speaking of winning with Little Caesars, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pickup pizza portal. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the next Broncos game. I figured it out. It's the catchphrase, right? Pizza, 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 right? Or is it pizza, 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 pizza? I think it's just pizza, pizza. But uh, Little Caesars on the ad copy, they are loving that P alliteration. Uh, both of us have to mind our P's and Q's on that one. Mike, brother, the ronk in the house. Always appreciate your support, my friend, and your contributions, and just genuinely your uh, optimistic, happy constitution. Sometimes we really need that big dog. Tonight might be one of those nights. Uh, really, really appreciate you. And happy birthday, dude. By the way, little birdie. Uh, let me know the ronk it's his uh, born day today so happy birthday mike we would sing to you but uh whoever owns the rights to that song they are awfully zealous in making you pay uh, if you sing it on on youtube so hbd happy birthday michael uh, i'm sorry that it couldn't come under better circumstances with the broncos kind of crapping the bed tonight but we hope that you had a great day regardless the papa bear in the house love you big dog can't wait to meet you uh, 10 days. He says, good evening, Broncos country, Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. He's saying, oh, well, this is a guy, Zach, who really tried to maintain the optimism in the face of devastating setbacks. And tonight it sounds like David, you're feeling a lot like me in the sense that whatever hope you had for the possibility of all this, just being a, a wacky setback slash outlier. And, and Russ was going to lead the charge and turn things around. And Peyton was going to save the day and fix everything this season. Time to time to put a uh, fork in that particular outlook, Zach, because it's done. Naj, bro, again, thank you. Top roping it. Here he goes. Today is the first time since hiring Peyton. I actually feel proud as a Broncos fan. I don't care what anyone says. Those defensive guys played with fire, and Javante and Jalil are legit. We are 2-0 on meet and greets. Can't wait to see you bros go 3-0. That's true. That's true. So the Broncos, Zach, I do see one more win on the sketch week seven over the Packers because MHH undefeated. And for what it's worth, Broncos are undefeated when I'm in attendance. Zach, when you're in attendance, Broncos undefeated. Now I'll just say this, a lot more sample size on my track record on Broncos being undefeated, dating all the way back to the nineties. So circle one more win, at least Zach, that's week seven. 
Uh, number one, Naj, thank you so much as always. Number two, yeah, the meet and greet should be a little good luck for the Broncos, a little boost for them. And I agree that Jaleel is going to be a superstar, I feel like. And Javante look like the old Javante tonight. The only bone I'll pick with you. I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan. I'm not going to gatekeep. If that's what being proud is, is losing your 16th straight game to Kansas City and, and coming up that short on offense. I know you're talking about the defensive players, but they still lost the game. Kansas City had about or just under 400 yards of total offense. They were moving it up until they got to the red zone. And if it weren't for miscues, the game would have been a blowout. So I want to just mine the Pat Bullen standard a little bit. And I, I just can't celebrate a loss. I can't celebrate moral victories. I'll tell you this, though, Naj, bro. To see them, it would have been, Zach, if I'm that defense, if I'm playing on that defense, you know, it would have been really easy in the face of the offense, just not giving us any help. Here we are holding the Chiefs to whatever, was it 13 at the half? I think 13 at the half, and we're taking the ball away. You know, we're also getting a little bit fortunate with some of the way the ball is bouncing, so to speak, in the red zone. And that offense is just not giving us any help. I'm having flashbacks to – circus you know 16 through 22 it would have been easy in that second half to go uh yeah i'll take this playoff whoop oh and there he goes he just ran by me oops so i do give him credit i feel you unfortunately zach we're in this point now as as, as a as a broncos community where the moral victories we got to have some kind of meaning to make sense of it all and right now it's the moral victories is all we have that's it the moral victories and does it does it meet that pat bowling standard obviously no but that's where we're at i just feel like the bar on defense was 70 points and if the broncos fell underneath that it was considered a good performance that's how <laughs> relative uh this has become and i just the, the end result is still the same so yeah they played better but where was this effort the first five games of the season Chad? no kidding that's the question is like why now oh because it's the big bad chiefs and you got a little extra uh, mustard on your hot dog because you want to snap the streak. That's cool, but it's not professional. You should have that mentality week in, week out, dude. So it is, again, you're going, wait a minute. Vance Joseph looked like a competent play call. I mean, dude, it's not easy to limit the Chiefs the way the Broncos did. And yes, they got some help a little bit, but I don't want to take credit away from the Broncos. They did get a little bit of help in the form of the Chiefs, you know, Hey, let's go ahead and practice some of these trick plays. Let me dig deep into Santa Claus's bag here and pull things out. They got a little help there, but I'll give them their credit. And they've been much maligned. I'll give them their credit. Again, hanging the hat on the moral uh, distinctions here. Kyle, brother, thank you for the super. Says, thank God the abs are back. That's something to look forward to. But it's time to blow up the team and start over. As my friend B.A., R.I.P., would say, Mike could be Zach. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, in order to go through a full-scale rebuild, which the Broncos need, there's no half measures. And before tonight's game, that rebuild included the firing of Vance Joseph as defensive coordinator. Now, with the defense playing, you know, reasonably well against Kansas City, I highly doubt they're going to change DCs over the mini-bye week. So that's more of the status quo. They can ship off some players, but it's going to be largely the same until the season ends. It's just, uh, it's a world of suck, as Manuel Sanders would say. Claude, dude, good to see you. The water champ, as he's known on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. He says, well, that Sutton TD catch was pretty cool. Great one-handed grab. I forgot he can do that. I know. He can make plays. 
Uh, really streaky this year, but he has produced some touchdowns, so I'll give him his credit. Jerry Judy still hasn't found the end zone since December of uh, last year for what it's worth. KB, bro, I was feeling your pain. I was scrolling through Facebook, like trying to kill the pain, right? Trying to like distract myself from this brutal experience. Saw your post, feel you fully. KB, how bad does the record have to be at the end of the season for Peyton to resign? Because it's too much of a crap show. Two or three wins? No, I honestly, I don't see, I don't see any circumstance in which Sean Payton is not the head coach after this year. Remind me, Zach, real quick. Who was that? Uh, who who was that report from? Right when training camp started, about and they were saying this season is not about winning. Sean Payton has told the the ownership that this season is about accountability and and beginning to change the culture and all that stuff. And at the time, I totally dunked on that. I was laughing at him, like, "Give me a break." Now it's starting to actually add up a little bit because even though Zach, we have questioned how and why Vance Joseph over that first five weeks was not held accountable for the historic magnitude of his defense's failures. The Broncos have held people accountable. They have been showing people the door. I mean, Randy Gregory, goodbye. Frank Clark, about to be goodbye. Jerry Judy, you know, following opposing teams on social media. Panthers, jawing with legendary, pivotal championship former Broncos on Twitter and being just like, hypersensitive he's going to be out the door maybe there was more to that maybe what i'm getting at is the walton penner group understands based on something sean payton has made them understand that yeah if we win this year great if that's the way it comes out in the wash great but i'm rebuilding this brick by brick one way or another you know, speaking of Judy, he also got absolutely demolished by Steve Smith Sr. during the uh, the pregame show. Uh, Smith said he's an average receiver who's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism. Yep. No, no lies detected there. I think he told mm -hmm. it as it is, and Jerry Judy just has a, a maturity and attitude problem. I think he needs to you know, bounce to another city in terms of Sean Payton. You know, if you don't believe he came to Denver to fix Russell Wilson or take on a new project, you can damn well believe he came for $18 million a year. And it's the same reason he'd stick around. It's hard to walk away from that type of money. So he will be your next head coach for better or for worse in 2024. I still look, most of my optimism this year has already proven to be unfounded. Uh, but I still maintain optimism that you give him his time, you give him actual draft picks, go out and sell off some of these guys who aren't helping you, Jerry Judy included, uh, and really try and stock that war chest and see what he can do. Mark, totally understand how you're feeling, bro. Thank you for the support and being with us tonight. Says, evening, I'm just at a loss at this point. Just burn it down and start over. What else can we do? Unfortunately, it's not just the quarter or, or the head coach. You do need a new quarterback, and I have finally faced that reality. I'm still going to support Russ. I'm still going to, if he's the guy out there on the grass, I'm still going to support him. I'm not going to be hypercritical. I'm not going to be a guy, Zach, that looks for any and all possible uh, uh, indication of fault that I can then kind of needle into and crack it wide open and lampoon this cat. That's not what I'm going to do. But I faced some facts tonight, and Russ, he's just not the same guy that he was in Seattle. He's never going to be. Uh, and so what are the implications of that? on the Broncos. You think they've figured that out by now? I think they have. 
they're going to be eating a lot of dead money in the in the the next football calendar year. I'll tell you that. Chad Campbell, thank you, bro. He says, "Are anyone going to want to trade for our receivers?" Yeah, Jerry Judy will have a market. You're not going to get back what you what you spent to draft him, but Jerry Judy will have a market. Trust on that. The Colts have already called multiple teams. Panthers, uh, he'll have a market. Uh, the thing about Russ, even if he was playing well, and in even on Seattle level, you know the the previous output that he had. He's going to be 36 years old next next whatever his birthday is next year. You need a quarterback regardless. And if there's ever a time for the Broncos to have a bad record and finally own their first round pick, it is this year. And the Broncos, you ask when they figure that out. I think as soon as Sean Payton put pen to paper and became the Broncos coach with the understanding that for at least one year, maybe two years, he would have to inherit Russ. But at some point, he would get to handpick his own quarterback that he can develop, that he can build up. And he's a big fan of Caleb Williams, just putting it out there. Call him generational. I think he he's enticed by that opportunity. So taking a few fiery darts, Zach, 17 of them, uh, you know, being, being uh, castigated and lampooned and questioned. For Sean Payton, if it were to lead to a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, and he gets to start over and find his, uh, you know, new Drew Brees, where he can st- begin anew and build a career. I mean, Brees was a veteran when he crossed paths with Payton, but he was a young veteran. Uh, two thousand, was he two thousand one? Scott, I think it was two thousand second round pick. Anyway. Five years in, in San Diego. That's what I remember. So if 26, 2006 was the first year. Anyway, Sean Payton had to take still a young, wounded, still developing young Drew Brees and turn him into what he became. Russ Wilson ain't that, though, Zach. Uh, lots more to get into, though, tonight, guys. Uh, many, many more Super Chats stacked up, but real quick, all right? We are brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from the Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, there is no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman right here. It's the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design, as you can see here, and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use our code huddle for 20% off Zach plus free shipping. As y'all can see, I'm uh, fairly heavy haired on my face. My beard tends to grow in very quickly. I can't rave enough about Manscaped's products because there's no muss, no fuss, no pain. It doesn't grab, doesn't pull. It's a very clean, close shave, and you'll always be happy with the end result, whether it's the undercarriage or anything above. It's the way to go, man. It's about the size of, you know, a men's sized uh, deodorant and it pops right out real easy. Fits in that travel bag when you got to take the shave kit on the road. So guys get 20% off and free shipping with the code huddle at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping when you use our code huddle at manscaped.com for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. All right. Straight chat the rest of the night. Naj, again, brother, love you. He says, Peyton in his press conference just admired or admitted it was a bonehead mistake calling the timeout and that he thought it was third down, not fourth. Chiefs were going to let the clock run out. This clown is tanking this team. Infuriating. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's unacceptable, 
I'll use that word. It's an absolute. Come on, dude. You're a veteran coach. That's unacceptable. I mean, not even Hackett did something that stupid, Chad. I mean, the the fans were counting down the play clock, but at least he knew not to call timeout in that situation. But that leads me to my, I guess, conspiracy theory that it doesn't really matter how tonight's game went. It doesn't really matter how the season goes. His coaching reflects his job security, and it's so secure that he can call multiple Michael Burton fullback runs. He can use timeout and give Mahomes more time. You know, he can not take deep shots down the field. He can not throw when he's supposed to run and, and run when he's supposed to throw. He's on, he's it's the ultimate honeymoon for him. And it is infuriating, but we have to cling to the hope that there's a bigger plan at work here. Exactly. Uh, I still am optimistic again about Sean Payton. I will concur with Mr. Producer, however, and it's a similar, it's a similar uh, risk that Mike Shanahan eventually succumb to and that is sean payton the gm possibly being the undoing of sean payton the coach something to monitor brad thank you bro says like i said in week three or was it four doesn't matter tear it all the way down trade everyone rebuild needs to happen asap tank mode engaged hey you know if that's how everyone's feeling and i I think it's kind of the direction this thing's headed you know, rebuild, et cetera, and a fire sale. It's not just going to be at this deadline. There will be a lot of guys traded, cut, et cetera, guys that Broncos fans have jerseys of. The Justin Simmons, you know, he's probably not a guy that gets traded during the season. It wouldn't shock me if he does. I mean, I'm not saying he won't, but if I had to bet on it, I'd say they hold on to him, try and move him in the offseason. This is probably the last time you see Justin Simmons. And, you know, he can go somewhere else and try and start anew, but – you know, one of the themes here, Zach, is all the veterans that are supposed to be your top dogs, your key guys, the ones, Zach, who are homegrown, they don't even know what, is it, what it is to win in the league. They have, they've never experienced winning in the league, uh, and that's a problem. Another example and reason why you kind of have to start over, and th- this first six weeks is really evidence of that. It's time to face some hard, cold facts. I think on an individual player basis, there'll there'll be guys like PS2, for example. I'm not saying they will trade him or should trade him, but that would happen after the season when draft picks are set and they know what they're getting. But someone like Simmons, it just occurred to me, if you want to move off of him, I think now might be the best time. He's been kind of mid to this point this season, and he actually had a good game against Mahomes, Kansas City in primetime tonight. Maybe that ups his value a little bit, and you should strike while the iron's hot. But regardless, it's inevitable. The Band-Aid has to come off, so the Broncos just rip that, baby. Yeah, Justin Simmons, five solo tackles tonight, and that pick uh, played well. Seth Harmon, really, it's his first good game of the season, and he's missed two two of the uh, six games. Seth, bro, good to see you. Thank you for the super chat. This is a bona fide super chat superstar here that goes back many moons. He's reminding everybody to hit the like button. We really appreciate it when you do. Thank you. He says, I think Simmons has a huge impact on the defense. Safety depth is terrible. That's for sure. I don't want to see Brandon Johnson on the field on third and 10. Uh, where was Mims? I don't, I don't mind seeing him on the field on third and 10 but I'm not trusting the fate of my possession and especially in the clutch down the stretch. I'm not trusting the fate and outcome of the game on Johnson on a go route. I'm just not, if that's the call, then I'm putting a guy that has more skins on the wall in that situation, like Sutton and even Judy, but Mims is the guy who should have been running that route. 
a guy who can actually create separation, Zach, not only with his routes, but with that blazing speed. For those of you who have been able to catch any of Sean Payton's post-game press, or of course we can't when we go live on the gut reactions, I'd, I'm dying to know if he was asked directly about why Mims saw so few snaps tonight. My eyes have to be deceiving me. I'm looking over the box score on ESPN. I don't see Marvin Mims with anything. I don't see a target. I don't see a catch. No. That is ridiculous. That is unacceptable, and that's where it falls on Sean Payton having by far his worst head coaching display tonight. Marvin Mims had that big explosive punt return. He's averaged at least 18 yards on every punt return this year. I'm pretty sure he leads the NFL in, in kick return yardage as well. Why wouldn't you get the ball into his hands? Why not at least one target for a guy who is leading your team in receiving and leading the NFL in yards per catch? Your best, most explosive receiver, and he doesn't have one target? Unless, again, I'm, I'm misinterpreting that. Funny thing about that is if there's an explanation, it's that he put the ball on the ground twice last week, right? So you're going to pay the price, Rook. You're going to watch from the sideline. Okay. If that's true, Sean Payton, why when asked about Mims and the fumbles and all that from last week, did you say, I don't blame him for that botched uh, reverse, right? Where P. Ryan tossed it back to him and it went through his hands. Clearly something there. It's either that, Zach, or they just wanted to get a lot of tape of Sutton and Judy out there for teams. They're just trying right. to get as much of them on the field as possible. But even then, okay, why Brandon Johnson over Mims? It's because he's he's getting a little bit of a punishment. That That's the only explanation. And I guess Peyton just didn't want to throw him under the bus publicly, and then we'll grab Aaron. People are saying it's because he's tanking. I mean, whatever, that, that might be the case. Other people in the comments are saying it's because of the fumbles. I'm not saying pepper him with 15 targets, but throw him the ball one time down the field just to open up the field a little bit for the rest of the players. I just, it's a mistake that Hackett would make. And I thought we were past that, Chad. Indeed, because one, that, that Chiefs defense was smothering. They were just loading the box, dude. Um, you needed a you needed a, someone who could threaten to take the top off. Aaron, thank you for your patience, big dog. He says Russ may be part of the problem, but no one could create anything with how awful the wide receivers are. Until the Broncos do something, go abs. We feel you. We feel you. Um, Sutton and Judy have been under heavy pressure, heavy scrutiny, heavy criticism, and uh, at least Sutton made a play tonight. I'll give him that. He dropped a pass, but at least he made. A play gave the Broncos a chance. The defense needed that one next possession to be their best possession, uh, their best series of the night. They let them march on down and get those points. Colby, the triple C says garbage. I don't get the play calling. Run, then quit, uh, then go for it when you should get on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, classic kind of, I don't know. It was pretty balanced. I I'm going to go ahead and pause any of my thoughts on whether or not Sean Payton's play calling tonight was atrocious. Some of his decisions were curious, but the play calling, I'm going to have to rewatch this on the game film. Okie engineer. Thank you, bro. Run the ball, run the ball, Zach. The only thing that worked on offense was the running game. I give Julio McLaughlin and Javante Williams a lot of credit. I credit the offensive line as well for springing those holes, but everything about the passing game. And I'll, I'll go a step further. I thought the play calling was just so uninspiring. It lacked creativity. It looked like you were actively tanking. 
uh, the offensive line. Mike McGlinchey, can we talk about him for a second, Chad? $87.5 million. He looks like more of a turnstile than uh, Donald Stevenson or Menelik Watson ever did. They were just a sieve in pass protection today. Russell Wilson couldn't get the ball over defenders. He had balls batted down, two picks. I, I mean, it was just a collective crap show all the way around. It was the worst Russell Wilson tip pass apocalypse game I've ever seen. I've, I mean, you see a, a ball get tipped here and there, um, but it was bad tonight. William, thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Good to see you. Diego in the house. What's up, bro? He says, but hey, at least we have the number two pick in the draft. Drake may. It may be. Mike could be, as B.A. would say. We shall see how it all shakes out. Dennis Chandler, thank you for the super chat saying, Time to trade some players. Chiefs gave up a three and a six for Tony last year. Isn't it realistic to get a similar haul for Judy? A three and a six is probably realistic. Yeah, I would say it's realistic. Zach, there are going to be offensive coordinators, head coaches, GMs out there who are going to trust whatever their read on Judy was coming out of Alabama four years ago. In our system, it would be different. They'll trade for him, and it probably will be. You know, he's got some funk. I think that his intangibles are ultimately his big uh, Achilles heel, so to speak, is between the years stuff is kind of I'm not going to say his football IQ, but is because he's very smart, his football character. Let me just put it that way. Well, remember, reportedly the Broncos were shopping Judy this offseason. They wanted a first in return, couldn't get it. I think this time around they'll ask for a two. I don't think they're going to get that either. I think the best they can hope for is a three, maybe a conditional three with a pick swap. And if they get that offer for someone like Jerry Judy, who I've been a big, big supporter of, big proponent of his talent, but his mouth and his Twitter fingers are getting him in trouble and it's becoming not worth the the you know the the risk of of having that baggage around his behavior to Steve Smith today and Steve Smith told the story on the pregame show and then there was a video of him just like screaming I think it was a James Palmer one during pregame warmups he's just a detriment and he was acting in a way that it was a giant middle finger to his head coach remember anonymous donors Chad Jerry Judy has been anything but that this entire true. year true. Such a bad look, the hypersensitive. It's one thing, Zach, to be petty, all right? It's another thing to be so insecure and hypersensitive that you make your entire team look like fools beyond what, you know, the, the results in the standings have already made him look like. Uh, he'll be dealt. He's he'll, Jerry Judy will not finish. He's doing everything he can to force his way out. He's smart. He is smart. Again, football character. It's it's in the tank for Jerry Judy, but he is smart. He's trying to force his way out. He's, He's never wanted to, to be in Denver, though, Chad. It never has felt that way, has it? From day Not one. For one second. Uh, Eric Weber. Thank you, bro. He says, sick and tired of losing to these cocky mid-worst chumps. The defense finally came to play, but the offense was just as pathetic as last season. Spags outcoached our so-called genius, Peyton. Lack of talent was glaring, uh, glaringly obvious. Tear it down and pray for May. Yeah, well said that Peyton was definitely outmatched today. Outmatched, you know. Um, his quarterback, though, won't throw the ball. And when he does, it gets tipped. What are you going to do? At least Jarrett Stidham, he'll throw the ball. And one thing that I realized watching Jarrett Stidham this summer, Zach, in the preseason, is he's a heck of a lot more mobile than I ever gave him credit for. So I'm I'm not saying bench Russ. Like I said, as long as he's the, the the starter, 
I'm going to support him. But at this stage, Sean Payton really does have every excuse to make a quarterback change. Mike Edel, good to see you tonight, bro. Thanks for staying up late with us. He says, good evening, gentlemen. I believe that we can all, uh, we can call the best player. Sorry, let me start over. I believe that we can call the best plays in the world. But if the ball doesn't come out on time and receivers don't get open, yeah. Props to the D. You guys are great therapy. You guys are therapy to us too. Trust. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Mike. And, you know, I, I thought the Broncos didn't have the horses coming into this game to compete. I thought the coaching would be on point, at least on offense, but I was really disappointed. You know, it's like the your parents tells you, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Right. That's how I feel about Sean Payton. I thought he was better than what he showed tonight, Chad. Agreed. Neil, thank you very much, my friend. He says, we suck, 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 despite the touchdown from Sutton. Neither him or Judy deserve to be on the field any longer for the Broncos and could Stidham do any worse than Russ? Blow it up. MH, hashtag MHH, hashtag fire VJ. Um, VJ bought himself a small dispensation. We'll see what he does with it. James Todd, thank you, bro. He says, we held KC to 19 points and lost. KC did not take us serious at all this game with the trick plays. Russ didn't even crack 100 yards. You know, this is something that um, credit to Eric Trickle does a great job digging into the weeds and and breaking down some of the nuance of um you know the covering the broncos and he tried warning everybody in all of his pre-game uh preview type stuff that this chief's defense was going to be the best defense this team has faced this season it's a really good defense and it's a championship defense and the broncos felt that today uh that's something to take into consideration here but russell wilson is supposed to be zach a championship quarterback Eight playoff berths in 10 seasons, right? Two Super Bowl appearances, all those playoff wins. Where was all that football wisdom? Didn't, didn't, couldn't see it and come out in the wash at all today. Patriot Texas, Russ isn't the problem this season, but tonight he proved he's not the answer. Well said. Come on, rebuild. Let's go. Number one pick. Russ needs to retire. He's done. Yeah. Give, give back some of that money because you ripped the Broncos off to Soka. That's a newer name. Welcome. Why call a timeout after the sack? Sean Payton threw this game away just as much as Russ did. He also went for it on fourth and three from the 38, Zach. And that play call was horrendous. The execution was even worse. It was just one of those nights for the Broncos offense. And, you know, I've been on here so many times on this podcast, the gut reactions, the aftermath after a bad Broncos offensive showing. And I'm just, I agree with what Jeremy Sean says. I'm numb to it at this point, Chad. I yeah. mean, I'm so desensitized by the Broncos losing to the chiefs and losing with bad offensive play. It doesn't even rattle me anymore. It's it's ho-hum. This, I resonate with this, Jeremy. Hope we get to see you by the way, again, in, in 10 days time. So this team is chock full of conditioned losers. It's not on Russ. It's almost everyone. Well said. Well said, Jeremy. Conditioned losers. Uh, I'd make a T-shirt out of that, but it would only bring me tears. All right, Scott, who did I, who did I not grab that I just took off the screen? I, I missed that. Oh, Cody. Cody Dub. Sorry. Safe to say, <laughs> Dulcich can go uh, out with a hammy again. Yeah, dude, this guy is like made of glass. I mean, I feel bad for him. It's that same right hamstring. It sucks, but like, dude, come on. Uh, KB, Russ has officially turned into a super expensive Teddy Bridgewater. Well said. Well said. But one who says dumb crapola at the, like, woefully tone deaf still, 
not as bad as last year, but still just really tone deaf to his situation uh, at the podium. So well said, but James Moss, good to see you. Had a tooth removed and a bone graft today. Ooh, ouch. Sorry to hear that, bro. Was hoping for a win or just to see him play better. Can't tell which pain is worse, <laughs> man. I feel for you, big dog. Tough day for you, man. Get feeling better. Uh, Taylor Christensen, thank you. Good to see you, big dog. Says the team probably needs to be rebuilt at this point. And I think George Payton and a lot of the front office is done by the end of the year. I feel bad for guys like Justin Simmons who want to win finally. Go Broncos. Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking good for George Payton. Uh, but Sean Payton needs some kind of a check, some kind of a balance. Um, someone has to do the day-to-day -day grind GM stuff. Peyton was foisted on him. He might try and find his own guy, Jeff Ireland. What do you think, Zach? Cloud, we'll go out, grab Cloud next. I think that George Peyton should be reassigned to the scouting department. His drafts and his scouting acumen has been top-notch for the most part, uh, but his free agent moves have bombed the team. You can make the case that two players were largely responsible for the loss tonight. Russell Wilson and Mike McGlinchey, who is the common denominator between both of those players. That would be George Payton bringing them both in. I mean, he's been woeful when it comes to acquiring veteran talent. That was John Elway's specialty was signing free agents and he had trouble drafting. So the Broncos also got that in reverse. I think it's a matter of time. It's inevitable before George Payton is uh, relieved of his duties. Cloud nine says I was at the game. I'm hurt. Judy Sutton, Russ, everybody has to go. Yeah, I bet, dude, that was tough watching the offense. Just, I mean, Tebow offenses were actually more entertaining than what we saw from Russ and company tonight. And I say that with all due respect to Tebow offenses who got clowned, you know, finished the season as the number one rushing offense in 2011. They at least played physical, intense ball. Uh, they, they weren't great at passing, but they made the passes count. And they set a tone when they were out there, and they saved their best for last when the chips were down. Sebastian on Facebook, I'll be at the meet and greet. Dope. Come over, say hi. Make sure you introduce yourself. It's going to be really, really sweet. Can't wait to meet you, my friend. Uh, Kendrick in the house as well, and he's kind of summing it up uh, similar to how many of us are feeling tonight. He says, I have so much to say and nothing to say all at the same time. I'm sorry this is where we're at right now, Broncos country. When the highlights of our team are going from worse to worse, it's bad. MHH forever. Love that, dude. Thank you, Kendrick. And uh, it's always fun chopping it up with you on Twitter, too, my friend. Casey Nickel, a legendary member of our Super Chat Superstar communities, to say, very safe play calling to keep players healthy during the mini-buy to trade them off. It's a prep towards the future and to get our future QB1, which I'm more than fine with. Sean knows this. Trade. Yeah, it's a it's a fire cell, baby. It's a fire cell on the way. Get ready. Uh, Christian, brother, appreciate you. Was live in the house for this one tonight, and it was a silent night for Broncos fans. This team was walking around with their heads down and just had no juice. Dead men walking. MHH for life, Denver Bronx for life. Yeah, no juice. Michaela Israel, so good to see you. Another great lady of MHH showing out to say, this was not all on Russ and Peyton. This was not all on Russ. Peyton screwed up at the end of the half, calling a timeout, which gave the Chiefs basically that run at three points. Play calling was awful. The receivers got no separation. The O-line. Yeah, the tackles, dude. Whew. 
those tackles. I mean, Bowles has been solid. Tonight he got beat bad on a third down sack, uh, but McGlinchey's really, really the weak link, and he's he was supposed to be the stalwart, shining point of attack leader of the O-line. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to rank him in order, but the three culprits for tonight's loss uh, was Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and the offensive line. And it's been that way for the majority of the last seven years. I mean, the coaching has let the Broncos down, the quarterbacking hasn't been up to snuff, and the offensive line can't protect a sheet of paper. I, it's just, it's the reality. All right, guys, we have six more, and then we got to dip on out of here. It's a little bit late. Alonzo, bro, thank you for staying up with us. Thank you for the support. He says, our defense finally plays well, and our offense stinks. I'm tired of these losers. We're going to end up with Drake Mayer Williams and manage to waste their career. I don't know, man. Don't take it. Don't, don't allow yourself to take it that far. Uh, if Caleb Williams or Drake May are the prospects they're being billed as, I still like that as a nice ball of clay for Sean Payton to, to work with. So we'll see, bro. Keep your chin up. But we're tired of it too. Trust. Naj again. Thank you, brother. It says last year it was Russ wearing his own jersey. This year, Peyton clowning the last regime and coming in with this I'm better than everyone arrogance. We're paying guys millions just to leave. This is 90% on Sean Peyton, he says to me, Zach. Yeah, because Peyton also hired VJ, and uh, VJ was the culprit for the Broncos' four losses before this game. And you add on to that the play calling tonight. I can't get over how Hackett like the play calling actually was, Chad. Whether he was intentionally tanking or purposely losing or being conservative, um, it, it was really bad and eye opening to me. So, yeah, Naj, I'm with you there. Sean Peyton, he went from being almost immune to criticism to now being blamed rightly so for a lot of the Broncos woes we don't often disagree but I'll I'll throw this out there more as like devil's advocate he talked about did Sean Payton hang tight one sec Eric he talked about how he lost his patience he was impatient at the end of the Jets game second half totally abandoned the run to me Zach this was a classic case of overcorrection and not even so much I guess overcorrection but more of like Hey, how do you beat the Chiefs? You stay, you keep your offense on the field, you keep him on the sideline. But there was one missing component to that. You got to get points at the end. Woeful, woeful failure in that department. I mean, the eight points they did get barely don't qualify as garbage time points. Like, anyway, Eric Priest, do you think there's a chance we see Stidham versus the Packers? Or going forward, I think there's a chance you see Stidham at some point this season for sure. I think that's a pretty solid chance, Zach, but I'm not sure uh, versus the Packers. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think uh, toward the end of the season when the Broncos are really down bad, they might put in Stidham for a game or a series or whatever. But barring injury, Russell Wilson will be the quarterback for the meet and greet. Uh, yes, indeed. Jamar in the house. Thank you, Eric, by the way, bro, again. Uh, sorry, Scott. Sorry. Uh Thank you, Jamar. Our interior defense is weak. Vance Joseph or Joseph makes tackles eight to ten yards down the field. Uh, Josie, Josie, I think is what he means, means to say. Um, yeah, that that was a big concern we had going into the season when still all the optimism reigned supreme. Was this D line man? It's pretty, pretty shallow, pretty uninspiring. Um, and it's kind of come out exactly that way in the wash. I think it's a big reason why the team has struggled against the run. Uh, it doesn't explain lack of intensity, lack of want to, you know, 
lack of pride and all that, but they really took some great strides tonight in kind of correcting some of that, but it's going to take more than one night to earn back even a modicum of belief from the fan base after how historically bad it's been. Riptie, toxically positive Russ <laughs> strikes again. I've seen some of your comments, dude, on YouTube as I'm curating comments, you know, scrolling through, and I laugh. I laugh. Uh, so keep them coming, big dog. Thank you, Riptie. Appreciate you. Uh, and then, guys, we got one more here from uh, uh, from The Ronk, the birthday boy, and then we're going to dip on out of here. Much love to you. He says, great show tonight, Chad and Zach, on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Gut reaction. See you guys on Sunday. Yep, we'll be back Sunday. Keep your chin up. We'll try to make heads or tails, make some sense of this, and uh, keep each other sane for the duration. But before you dip, we got a few messages for you. Have a great rest of your birthday, Michael. And thank you all for everyone for tuning into the episode, the uh, gut reaction episode of the Broncos week six loss to Kansas city. If you haven't done so follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at scout Kennedy. You guys want some merch? Like we're always rocking each and every day. Check out MHHmerch.com. And if you haven't liked us on Facebook, be sure you correct that at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, guys and gals, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Well said. Mile high salute. Uh, much love and respect to the great Super Chat superstars and supporters on Facebook tonight on YouTube. We're going to start with the, the Super Chat superstars, and there is a long list. EJ, BK, Gary, Jess, Jordan, Gina, David, Naj, going off, Kyle, KB, Chad Campbell, uh, Brad, Seth, Aaron, Diego, Chris Hernandez, Dennis Chandler, Mike Edel, Neil, James, Patriot Tex, Tusoka, Cody, William, Oki, uh, James Moss, Taylor Christensen, Cloud9, Kendrick, Casey Nickel, Christian Garas, Michaela Israel, Alonzo, Jamar, and Ripti. Facebook, unfortunately, is not playing ball with me right now. So I'm going to go off memory here and say, Mike, uh, the Ronk, the birthday boy, Eric Weber, Colby, uh, Mark McDonald, I'm going to miss a few, but just know we love you and we appreciate you. And we'll be shouting you guys out individually on Twitter. So look for that after the show tonight, but keep your chin up. Claude Riley as well on Facebook. We will see you Thursday. We'll see you Sunday night for the aftermath episode. Sunday. Sunday. That's, that's where we're at. That's where yeah, I'm I was at. like, it's like, is it Tuesday right now? But yeah, have a great weekend guys. We'll see you Sunday night. Take care. And as always go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.